Welcome back to the History of Rock Remix Edition. I'm noticing at the top of the show sheet here, I actually have the wrong date. I put It says August 29th. It should be uh, September 12th. I'm not really sure what's going on there. Maybe I just haven't updated it. But we got a big show lined up for you today. We're going to be talking Saturday morning cartoons. We are going to be talking about the greatest TV show characters of all time. Plus, we get to five fast questions. But before we get to anything, his name is Jim. He's the DJ. His name is Brandon. He's the rock star. Class is in session. Oh, fuck. That's right. I screwed that up. <laughs> I thought you did a- it on purpose. No, no, I didn't. No, it's been a long day. I'm li- like, I just looked at the clock. I've been nonstop today for 12, 12, 12 straight hours doing Damn. stuff. And in case you're wondering exactly what it is that I'm doing, go check out, you know, the social medias. Go check out uh, YouTube. Go check out Instagram. Blowing them up. Be sure to go check out my wife's. Uh, Facebook page and Instagram as well. Complete performance physical therapy because now we're working on her social media stuff as well. FYI, for future reference, if anyone ever has the opportunity to say, be sure to go and check out my wife's Facebook page. You don't want to put too long of a pause after wife's. Be sure to go check out my wife's (laughs) Facebook page. All right, so moving right along here, we're going to get to this episode. we got a few different topics to get to, but first and foremost, I don't know if I'm one degree now or if it's two degrees away from Tom Brady. Explain this, please. I have a friend of mine. We've mentioned him on the podcast before. His name is Kazi Cherugino. We went to high school together, and you know he... Uh, he knows multiple different groups of my friends. Like it's it's really strange where I went to high school with him, but then there's a group of my friends that I didn't meet until after high school that Kazzy knows as well. So he's just he's he everybody knows him. He's an actor. Right. He's been in a ton of different things. I think there was like a five or six year stretch where he's been in a, a Super Bowl commercial every single year. He was in an episode wow. of It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. Um, that's the episode where they come up with like the fake workout group. He it's Dak Shepard and another guy. Kazzy's the other guy. He's this big hulking, massive brute of a man. And one of the nicest damn person people you could ever possibly meet on this planet. Uh, He was also in a Justin Timberlake music video as well. Dancing his ass off. So how does this connect to Tom Brady? He's in a commercial with Tom Brady. Well, wait a minute. How long ago was the commercial? It just aired last night. We're recording this on Monday here, September 12th. And last night during the uh, Tampa Bay-Dallas game on Sunday Night Football, I'm watching this Tom Brady commercial, and it was for um, his sort of uh, NFT business that he has. And as I'm watching it, there's a, a shot of Tom Brady in a diner, and they joke about how he doesn't eat desserts. And so the lady asks Brady a question about dessert, and he looks over at this guy and he goes, "What's dessert?" And the guy he tossed he asks the question to that's Cassie. Right. So nice. I jumped okay. immediately on Facebook and I shot Cassie, uh, I, like I hit him up on his uh, on his newsfeed, just like, "Dude, you're in a commercial with Tom Brady. What the yeah. hell?" And he's like, "Yeah." He's like, "Actually, I've worked with him three times over the past eighteen months, and I heard that one of the campaigns was starting tonight." And I'm like, "Yeah, it did, and it was amazing." So now I don't know if I'm so I since I know Kazzy, Kazzy has filmed a commercial with Tom Brady. Am I two? That's one. But no, that's one. That's just one? Because I me knowing Kazzy would be one, right? No. No, because if you have it's called one degree of separation. If you knew Tom Brady, there would be no separation. So you have oh. one friend between you, that's one degree of separation. 
Nice. I like that. I like that. I'm, I'm, one, I'm one goddamn degree away. It's pretty I'm good. one degree away. It's pretty good. Oh, my yeah. goodness. All right, so I just had to look at look at look at his little face. I just love your little face, like the boy opening Christmas. If I ever got to meet Tom Brady, I'd I'd squeal like, and not like 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 those girls that like when the Beatles came out, but like I'd probably go. I can't make that noise. That sounded like a quaff. All right, moving on. Why? Why? Because it's there. God. Oh, Jesus. My wife says I take things too far. Good God. <laughs> All right. So for the first topic, we're talking about 30 years Don't ago. Don't sound like that then. It was right, 1992. <laughs> NBC canceled its Saturday morning cartoons in favor of Saturday Today. So this is featuring live action shows like Saved by the Bell, Saved by the Bell California Dreams, and NBA Inside Stuff. So we're going to be doing a deeper dive into Saturday morning cartoons, not necessarily about this transition awesome. that NBC made, but first and foremost, the, the first segment here on the remix episodes, it's the difference between the United States and Australia when it comes to particular topics. And obviously we had our major ones here in the States. For anybody who didn't grow up in the States but grew up down in Australia, what were the big Saturday morning cartoons? Did you have Saturday morning cartoons? Oh, yeah. This is the thing that I – I love that people have to ask, did you have Saturday morning cartoons? Because it does make sense – that you'd be like, well, we don't know. We don't know. Do, do you have religion down there? Well, do you I have winter down there? I assume everything's upside down. Well, so, Yeah, everyone assumes it's – but here's the weird thing. People ask – and this is what messes up people's heads when they go, uh, yeah, over summer holidays. Do you guys have summer holidays there? I said, yeah, but we have them in winter. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> and so, no, uh, the big one – there's a few on this list that um, – are that were definitely big, but Little Koala never heard of that one, and oh, I yeah, should have yeah, heard yeah. of that one. Oh no, no, never no. heard so of that one. Okay, so again, those notes, those notes were for me to say. Oh, okay. <laughs> I was wondering oh, if there was sorry. anything in particular that you had specifically, because I could go through my list where I had Muppet Babies, X Men, Teenage Mutant yeah. Ninja Turtles, Ducktales, Batman the Animated Series, Looney Tunes, Smurfs, Animaniacs, Tailspin, Thundercats, and He Man. And then there's the really obscure ones where you had like Silverhawks and the Adventures of the Little Koala. But we can cover all that stuff. Cover that at another yeah. time. But oh, the, and and every on. one of the ones, every the point is everything you just said. Came it, down. It's is um, it's also we're kind of incorporating it's Saturday morning and weekday afternoon cartoons because yeah. those were all i mean yeah. obviously we all think about saturday morning cartoons because that's when you get up you get your bowl of cereal you go to watch cartoons yeah. but it was also sort of the weekday afternoon stuff that you would watch as well and yeah. i would use uh so here abc was one of the big ones and they had god i i had to watch so much of this as a kid because had to had to watch. No, 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 no. Not like I was forced to watch. Like, there, there's a reason why I'm going to tell you why it's so ingrained in my brain. Like, I, right. it's the point that I'm making of I watched a lot of it was the fact that the ABC had these bumpers and I found them on YouTube and I, I knew all of them. I knew exactly what every single one of them were. And I yeah. utilized those for the morning show that I worked on. So you'd be like, after oh. these messages, we'll be right back. So I would record that, and then I'd put that into the imaging on the morning show to try to, you know, right. because nostalgia sells. That's something that you learn when you're yeah. in sort of radio television is that people love nostalgia. So if I could utilize something that I was nostalgic about, I was assuming other people would as well. So all of the ones that I listed, 
Is there one that stands out to you that's like, that was your... Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, yeah. 100%. But I've been thinking about this since I've read the show notes. I don't know if Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles was bigger in Australia or if I just dug it more than any other show. Because I, mean, I know... Could have been you. Uh, I think it was me. Because I remember I, I used to watch Muppet Babies, not so much. X-Men, I saw it. DuckTales, woo, big time. Yeah. Batman, the animated series, did not make it down here as much. That was not on Saturday morning cartoons. And it might be because it was darker. Looney Tunes, big time. Here's the thing. Saturday mornings, we used to have an entire, the whole morning we had. It was so great, too. I don't know if you had this. Tell me if you had this. There was... um about an hour on Saturday mornings and there'll be a female presenter and she was always, she was so beautiful, but you didn't think about her that way. You just thought of her as like the girl next door because you were like six, seven years old. But you look back on them and you're like, damn, they got this girl <laughs> to re like really, you know, almost like, and you realize, oh, that's probably so that the dads will let them watch the cartoons and sit there so they can look at this pretty girl in between the cartoons. So they would have the Bugs Bunny, Daffy Duck, Looney Tunes cartoons. But for some reason, and it didn't occur to me until I watched them years later, I was like, why the fuck was this? Why did they have this girl there? Just saying, well, here's another Bugs Bunny cartoon. Uh, I think he's going to be running away from Daffy. It's like, you don't need to be there to present these. Just play the fucking cartoons. There's, Why would they have you there? Did they have anyone like that? In, did you have anything like that in Saturday morning cartoons? You know, the, the more that I've sort of traveled the country is that it seems like every area had their own version of that girl. But it wasn't always a girl. Uh, back in Portland, ours was Ramblin' Rod. We had this guy by the name of Ramblin' Rod. He came out. He wore a vest that was covered in buttons, and it wasn't... I can't remember if it was Looney Tunes cartoons or not, but it was basically the local show where kids could go be on television. Right. I've heard horror stories that he actually hated kids. <laughs> and he was nice on camera, but backstage he was just a complete dick. And I've tried well, to find old footage, and I made it on an episode one time. So what they did is they had a small set of bleachers where all the kids would sit and they would film the show and he would interview kids uh, about who you were, if it was your birthday. They did a smile cam where every, all the kids would just sit there and and the ca and the camera would just pan. Oh, slowly and awkwardly. And then yeah. and just, and it would go through every single kid and then whoever was voted best smile, that kid won something. And I remember I was there with Ryan Palmer on his birthday. And he was sitting on the edge where Ramblin' Rod would stand. And <laughs> Ramblin' Rod started to interview him because it was birthday. And so if this is – for anybody who's watching this. So right here is where Ryan is, right? So I was over here. Right. Okay. <laughs> I'm right. just slowly – like when we watch a replay, you just slowly see my head creep into the shot. And then there's Brandon who's trying to just totally invade Ryan's space because he's interviewed by Ramblin' Rod. So what was Ramblin' Rob? What was his purpose, though? Why was he there? Was he just the guy that introduced uh, he was a the cartoons? Host. He was a TV host, host. that would talk about the cartoons, <laughs> and that was really kind of it. So the one thing that I was going to add, did you have anything like this? Because uh, the girl who would present, there was... She had um, Oscar the Grouch is the closest that I can talk that I can relate it. Okay, like there a was puppet. a puppet that came up from the desk and would talk, and all he would do mostly was say really veiled misogynistic commentary towards her in front of people. 
Really? Oh my God. What's yeah. going on down under? Yeah. And I was like, as I would, I watch it and she would be there and you could see what was going on. She would like play along with it. And then sometimes it would get inappropriate. And then sometimes he would literally make her blush where she was like, that is personal and private. And this is a kid's show. Come on. Like, but not as a joke. She'd go beat red and she'd be like, God, because he was in charge. The guy who had the puppet, he would run the gags. He would just improv. Yeah. And his whole thing was, and I don't know if it was because he was a piece piece of shit or if it was the stick, but it was very well known that like, it was like Oscar the Grouch is kind of rude. This guy, they were totally ripping off Oscar the Grouch, but yeah. he took it way too far. <laughs> wow. Yeah. I, wonder, I, I want to find a clip. If we could find clips. We'll see if, if we, we can find We've got to get to the point where we're sponsored and we can play the clips on here like that. But I'll, we'll, we'll do it in a stream or on a short or something. I'll show it to you one oh time. Oh, my God. Anyway, be great. Right, so let's get into the actual kind of history of Saturday morning cartoons and the idea of Saturday morning cartoons, it can be traced back to 1949 when producer Jerry Fairbanks sold NBC on the idea of a series of cartoons specifically made for television. I can't believe it goes back. They didn't. They didn't think of doing it before that. Right, that's kind of well. That's kind of, where, that's kind of where it, it it started with this. And then and there's a lot of sources. I didn't put it in the notes because I wasn't able to really confirm it or not. But there were some sources that said that Mighty Mouse was, in fact, the first true Saturday morning cartoon. And it because was like Bugs Bunny, the Looney Tunes cartoons were for cinema, right? They used to use those as shorts. They'd play when they had, uh, what do they call them? Extended feature or double feature or something. Yeah, and they'd have, I, I, they'd have newsreel, yeah. they'd have cartoons, and then they'd have a movie, which is such a great deal. I have um, a short coming up, actually, that I'm going to be doing about... Uh, Wiley Coyote and the Roadrunner because it's going to be the anniversary of when they debuted and it was they they debuted in a movie theater. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So but that's that's my point. I was saying they had these cartoons that were short, bite-sized, great kids love them and it took them that long to realize we should put them on TV. I mean, I would have thought the first thing you put on TV is these short little things. They're like they're great. <laughs> they Yeah. Um and so going back to the radio days, um statistics show that peak hours for kids to tune in were between 10 a.m. and noon on Saturdays and 4 to 6 p.m. on weekdays. Doy, because that's right when school gets out before they have to, yeah. Hence the reason that they rolled with Saturday morning cartoons and then also weekday afternoon cartoons. Did you ever rush home? Did you, did you like, would you like change your plans to be like, I can't, I can't do this thing. I can't go, you know, I've got to get home for Thundercats. I don't know know, if I ever, I don't, I don't know if I ever changed my plans, but I do know that when I was 12 was when X-Men started, the, the animated right. series. Oh, and that was the big thing. Like, it was so good. And it would run during basketball season. So if I, if I had a morning basketball game, I could get home and I could watch it. If I wasn't, I would have to tape it. I would have to set the VCR, the VHS tape to, to record. Oh, crap. My music just died on me here. Um, oh no! Yeah, that's odd. Uh, but I would I would specifically set it up so that um, uh, so that um, the recorder. That's I saw right. when you, I got. You, I'm trying to. Yeah, I'm trying to set up the. I know music you too. broke your focus. Do you need to check it, or are you good? No, it's on now. Um, <laughs> you don't hear it. You should. 
now I can hear it. There it is. I turned it up a little bit. Uh, but yeah, I would sp- I would record X Men just so that I-, I could watch it when I got home because I absolutely love that show. But one that was huge for me. Now we're going to kind of do a things you may have not known about specific Saturday morning cartoons. Like we're not going to go do a deep dive on the whole history of it and everything, but ones that people should know around our age group. And so Thundercats, <laughs> I guess one of the big ones. They had 121 different characters voiced by eight people. Now, of course, if you want to go big time, you can look at Mel Blanc in Looney Tunes. Like, he yeah. is the godfather. Simpsons, the uh, Dan Castellaneta and Harry Shearer and all of them. But when it came to Thundercats, the main guy was Larry Kenny. He was the voice of Lion-O. And for anybody who wants a little side note on this one, his daughter, Carrie Kenny is an actress, and if you've ever seen Reno 911, she is Deputy Trudy Weigel. Hilarious actress, by the way. And I've been able to interview Larry a couple of times, one of which I totally just did like on the phone at my house and didn't record it for anything. I lied. I lied. I lied to the promoters. I lied, I lied to the people that were, that were bringing him to town where I was like, I'm going to record this for a radio interview. No, I wasn't. I just wanted to talk to Larry Kenny, and I did, and it was amazing. <laughs> that's it, that's so great. So what, I, did he never know? He never knew that you didn't. Pre- he, so you're talking to him, and he's gushing like it's an interview, and you're like, "This is great." And he no, I made it's notes. Going somewhere, I made, and you like, know it's going nowhere. No, I mean, I like I have notes, so if I ever need to go back to that, I can. It's just the audio was never being recorded because I did it from my house in Florida, and. So, uh, there was a second time that I got to interview him where it, it did get recorded, and I asked him to say, um, Thundercats, ho, the way Lino would do it, and he goes, yeah, he goes, Brandon, I got one better for you, Sword of Omens, give me sight beyond sight, <laughs> and like he's like nailing all these lines, and I'm like, oh my god, it's Lino, <laughs> that's so amazing. Dude, like seriously, it was freaking Lionel. Oh, that's fantastic. Yeah. I just think it's funny that you did it knowingly, knowingly, and he had no oh, idea. I full on you there, lied. you're like, yeah, yeah, fucking lie right to his face. Like this is amazing, greatest part. Oh, yeah. No, I didn't lie oh, to his face. Go, I lied to the promoters. He never like he didn't. To everyone else, he just lied. That's okay. I lied to everyone else. I got so to by talk the way, to I want to point out to. I want to point out to everyone. I I read this script and I stopped after a couple of these because I laughed my ass off and I had to stop because I didn't want to do it. So if I stutter on these, you'll just have to forgive me. So the next point was Forbes apparently did a lot of research into figuring out Scrooge McDuck's wealth. They guessed just how much gold he was swimming through and estimated it to be 33.5 billion. Where did the point five come from? Like, what well, guy is that, looking at the slides being like, hold on a second, let's look at the back there, let's look at this. Just fucking round it up. Just no, round it up. Well, well okay, so that that's $500 million. <laughs> like, that's not a small <laughs> chunk of change. I mean, yeah, for you, it's but, a decimal point, but that's $500 million. No, 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 no but sorry. I think so, they did. The, I, I think they took the size of his vault. And they yeah. estimated how much gold would fit in there, and it was yeah. $33.5 billion. Because, um, because it's a cartoon, Brandon. It's because it doesn't fucking matter. Well, One kid mm. is – what are the repercussions? What oh, are the repercussions if you get on. a fictional amount of gold God, wrong? You get angry really quick. Hold on there, Chief. <laughs> because there's another thing I didn't put in the notes specifically for this is that apparently Forbes has a fictional character 
uh, list of the of the richest fictional characters of all time, and Scrooge McDuck came in at number two. Whatever the McCullen right. guy is from Twilight was number one. So the point five means a lot. Only if the other guy was thirty four billion. What if number, no, or if, <laughs> or if number three is you know thirty three point two billion. Maybe, maybe. I think it's. I, I just got. I just thought the semantics on it were hilarious. That someone went to the effort of the point five, the thirty for Scrooge McDuck. It's like if it's Elon Musk, it still doesn't really matter. But at least it matters a little. Like it's. But but Scrooge McDuck. Do you think Elon, as a kid, was looking at the cartoon? He get went to Forbes and he went thirty three point five. No, no. Hold on a second. Let me watch the cartoon and break this shit down. Is that point five correct? Because I'm making targets for future Elon. <laughs> well, so I, I I'm looking up looking it up now, and when it came from Forbes in 2010, yeah, they have that list at um, Carlisle Cullen, number one, Scrooge McDuck, number two, Richie Rich, number three, Tony Stark, number four, Jed Clampett, number five, uh, Adrian, You're right, Richie Rich, Veit, number six, and Bruce Wayne. Number seven, so Tony Stark outranking Bruce Wayne. I would then, I would imagine Tony Stark would outrank him, but the, this is the thing. I want to know from all the people in the comments, you tell me, answer the question. Go ahead and write in the comments on YouTube right now after you've hit like and subscribe and all the fun stuff. Let me know in the comments section, does 0.5 matter for a fictional character? Do you care? <laughs> Do you think it matters? I want to blow it up. Go ahead and help us with the algorithm while you're at it. What's next? Yeah, because that's, that's the one that's going to blow it up. <laughs> the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, uh, they were way different than the original comic book. Have you ever seen uh, like what the original comic book looked like? No. First of all, it was in black and white, and it was way darker. Like It was okay. not necessarily kid-friendly. And even in the UK, the show was edited pretty heavily compared to the United States. First of all, it was called Teenage Mutant Hero Turtles, and that wasn't edited because like ninja is a bad term or over there. It's, it's just that's what they went with. And then there are also other terms like you know how they would say bummer a lot. Yep. They would uh, edit that out over in the UK. You know why? Why? Because apparently over in the UK that is a derogatory term for a homosexual male. <laughs> this is where I stopped reading, guys. Because <laughs> I pissed myself on the couch with my coffee being like i have to if there's more things like that coming up See? because i that is the funniest thing in the world imagine being the guy that works at the tv station it's like hey we got this new car he's, he's british so he's like hey i've got this new cartoon that's just come in it looks like it's going to be great from the usa or oh, uh, these ninja turtles and every second word is bummer these ninja turtles that are defacing these poor men like what <laughs> What did they think Bummer would have meant? And what are they scared is going to happen if they put it on the show? Like, seriously, imagine the blowback in in England. If you put it on, on TV and every time he's like, yo, Bummer, dude. And then the letters that would come in from the parents, it's like, you put this in my child's... And nowhere else in the world does Bummer mean that. By the way, for anyone who wonders why I'm so upset... Very upset. The term shim in the UK means transvestite. Yeah. I had to deal with this a lot when I was a kid. <laughs> <laughs> so the I, I didn't know that bummer meant that though. It, it's like some of the things that people change, it's just hilarious to me. Batman the animated series took a vastly 
different approach from other cartoons. While most animated series color white paper for the background, Batman did the opposite. The colored black they, paper. What they call it? The, sorry, typo. They colored black paper. What does that mean? So you know how you'd have like a piece of white paper and a piece of black paper? Cartoons, yeah. they would start with white paper and then color that for the background. Right. Batman the Animated Series started with black paper and they colored the black paper with lighter ink, which is why it had such a dark feel to it. Right. They weren't starting with that a white background. They were starting with a black background. And I remember hearing that back then. Like when they, because remember, a lot of what came from the Tim Burton Batman movies was what sort of led into Batman the Animated Series. A lot of the styling right. of it and a lot of what, it, you know, the, the overall look of the show. And I remember watching. Sorry, can some... I, I, have, I have to cut you off for one a very important question. Before yeah. that movie in America, the early TV shows for Batman were very colorful and fantastical. Was Tim Burton's movie the first time people really saw Batman being that dark? I think on film, yeah. I mean, it had been but dark related in, the to the TV sh in the comics. Right, but then, so the first time on film, and then as a result of that movie, they did the TV, they, yeah, the so animated yeah, you had series. That, you had the movies, and then it led into the animated series. And I remember watching a special, it was on like entertainment tonight or something and they were talking because it was such a big deal that this animated series was coming out and they said specifically we don't start with white paper we start with black paper and then we color accordingly which is why we wanted to give it that real real dark feel and something that not a lot of people know either about batman and the, the animated series it's where harley quinn started she was created really she wasn't the in the comic books she was created for the animated series Dude, she's my favorite character too. Harley Quinn is the Joker and Harley Quinn. That's my jam. That's my favorite. I love it. Well, going on to something a little bit uh, brighter. SpongeBob SquarePants. So he originated from an unpublished educational book that was titled The Intertidal Zone. Show creator Steven Hillenburg made the book to educate his students on undersea life. And that was back in the I think trick, the 80s. I think the 80s was when... Uh, he had that book, and they first started pitching SpongeBob SquarePants around 95, 96. There's so many one. questions on but, that. Oh, I was going to say. Get to this next one. This one's, this one's Here we good. Go. One more on SpongeBob. Nickelodeon wanted him to be a school kid, but Hilberg fought this. They compromised by including Mr. Puff and her boating school, so SpongeBob has a reason to attend classes as an adult. Weird, right? The more you know. And you only fucked up like you know. three times on that. So, <laughs> you're right. I I, sh I I should have read through. Sorry. No, 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 no. I want I want your actual reaction. We just need to teach you how to read properly. Um, but it also song. doesn't help that there's, there's, there's some uh, typos in there as well. So for the theme song, DuckTales. Woo! Doo -doo 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 -doo. Like everybody knows that. Chippendale Rescue Rangers, Darkwing Duck. They all had the same lead singer, Jeff Paschetto. He provided the vocals. And he also wrote the theme song to... Space Bowls. That's fantastic. I didn't know. You know what's funny, though? Those are my three favorite songs, except for Gummy Bears. Gummy Bears has the greatest opening theme song ever. Mm, mm. It's the only theme song that has a key mm -mm. change. Mm. I, I, I would put I would put Batman the Animated Series up there. I would put uh, X-Men the Animated Series. Okay. Here's a really important question. I've got a really important question. Do you think... 
See, but me, I, I lose it too quickly. Yeah. Do you think, bah, 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 do you think <laughs> that um, th the show being your favorite show colors your hearing of the song? So because your favorite show nah. is one that, that makes the song, because I didn't like Gummy Bears, the show, nearly as much as Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, but I would wait for that song. It was so good. It, it is so odd happy. that you also would not pick Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, no. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, Heroes in a Half Shell. Yeah. No, I'm not doing that one. I'm not doing it. What are you supposed to say there, no. though? Mr. I Love I'm That Show. What's the line? No, I can't remember because, you know, I, I can't. Re okay, heroes in a half shell. Gummy bears bouncing here and there. And it's so femme. It's so soft and fluffy. It's perfect. It's the perfect song. It just, it's designed for kids. You know what? People who watch Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles are the sort of kids that would misinterpret Bummer. Whereas the kids who listen to Gummy Bears, those kids just want it. They're just pure sweetness and light. The only thing next to that is Smurfs. God. And Smurfs, I've got a question about that when we get to it. Let's Heroes go. in a half shell. Turtle power. Turtle Come power. On. You got, you, you, I know, I know. If you don't have the resolution, it fucks with your whole day, doesn't Sweet it? It really would. Jesus, man. No, but so go, but going back to the theme songs, too. Also at the top of my list. Muppet babies, we make our dreams come true. You don't remember that? I, I don't remember that one. Oh, I don't remember that, one. that was amazing. All right, do your last one right here. This is you. <laughs> But by the way, for anyone who's wondering, if you ever want to fuck with a friend and they do that, just don't finish it. And they'll be like, come on, man, don't leave me hanging. If you leave them hanging, it'll fuck their whole, they won't let it, you can't let it go. You can't do let a song me, go unresolved. I'll resolve. kick you in the shin. That's why I finished it. I'm like, I love you. I would never do that to you for more than 30 seconds. <laughs> You're like 3,000 miles away. <laughs> there was a show called Pro Stars. It aired just one season in late 1991 with 13 episodes, but it featured Michael Jordan. Bo Jackson and Wayne Gretzky. The trio would fight crime, help children, and protect the environment. Way to go, guys. It's one of the crazy... Because remember, there was a lot of... Uh, like, there was a Harlem Globetrotters cartoon um, and a lot of different, that. like, known celebrity cartoons. There was an MC Hammer cartoon, for crying out loud, on Saturday mornings. Wow. Oh, you didn't know about that one? I, I should have put something in about that. I didn't that. know... We got to press forward here, so we'll get to that. But I remember this one because it was like, because at that time, 1991, I mean, those are like the three biggest names on the planet when it comes to sports. And the whole thing is they yeah. wanted to cover the four main American sports, which are basketball, baseball, football, hockey. Bo Jackson covered two of those because of base, uh, baseball and football. And oh. Michael, ja I'm Michael Jackson, Michael Jordan technically covered them later. That's true. All right, moving on to the next topic here. We're going to talk about the greatest television show characters of all time. I have my list. I'll go ahead and get these out of the way first. I've got Omar Little from The Wire, Bill Haverchuk from Freaks and Geeks, and Al Swearingen from Deadwood. Do any, are any of yours those three, or do you have others that are some of the... No, they're we, not it, those three. acted, but I... written, just, just characters that truly became iconic on television. Okay, so if we're talking about iconic, I truly do think that I I can beach that. If we're talking about the most iconic, I was thinking about it at length last night, and I got lucky because I just started rewatching the show that I'm going to refer to. But the first choice that I had was uh, Walter White from Breaking Bad. That character 
I haven't seen The Wire, so I can't comment if it's better than any that sort of stuff. But that character is just perfect. The way that he arcs from pure, fair innocence, like he would never hurt someone, and being just weak to the exact opposite of malicious and dominating oh. is just fucking epic. The two scenes with him, there's the one where the guy's like, who are you? He's like, you know who I am. Yeah. Say my, say my yeah. name. And the guy's like, yeah. Heisenberg, you're damn right. Yeah. Or, or the one where he's right. talking to Skyler. And he's like, you're worried about I am me? I'm the one who knocks. You're yeah, yeah, I'm the one who knocks. And it's like, oh. It's funny. Which, you do, like, I haven't seen it for it. Like, do you know how many comments I get on my social medias when I'm doing something on a short? And people are like, holy shit, Walter White's doing social media. Yeah. <laughs> it's not wrong. All I need is, um, God, what kind of hat did he wear? Yeah, that little. I used yeah, to know what, what was what that the, called. I, I, God damn it. Here, go, you give me totally your other one. one. I'm going to look it up right now. And no, I, I think if you think about iconic and characters that absolutely defined a generation and defined television at that time, it has to be Kramer. It has to be Kramer. There is not a single person in any country, and it was actually documented that Michael Richards became so overwhelmed towards the end of filming the the series he couldn't go anywhere that he went for the the break one year he went to africa went on a tribe went off into the middle of nowhere and he actually was like they they got ambushed by these village just these villages that were like what are you doing out here in the wilderness with no one he had a tour guide and they were out in the middle of nowhere in africa or something and they freaked out and they started talking in in tongues in the, whatever their language was and then said kramer kramer la lagum, da -da -dum, ba -da -la, whatever kramer and he went and they found the one hut that had one electrical cable and one fucking satellite and they ran Seinfeld in French. They were able to steal French cable TV from somewhere and they knew Seinfeld. So in the middle of nowhere where they didn't have any Western culture, barely had electricity, but they knew Kramer and they loved Kramer. And that's like you, there's no one, there's no one that doesn't know Kramer. And usually that doesn't love Kramer before the incident. Well, see, I'm, so I'm like, okay, so I'm not necessarily going iconic in the sense of, because I, I loved uh, Michael Richards as Kramer, like yeah. the way that he defined that character, the way that he defined yeah. that role. The like, have you ever seen the outtakes from Seinfeld mm. when he would get pissed at Julia Louis Dreyfus because she would break constantly, like she yeah. was like the. The, her nickname was like the Queen of Laugh or something like that because she would constantly start losing it. And there's, God, there's one scene where he's pretending to be married to her and he pulls a ring out and there's a piece of lint on the ring and it's it's so yeah. comedically perfect, but she loses yeah. it and he he's like, I can't recreate that. Like you just fuck that yeah. up. Like how could you yeah. do that? So I get it, but I'm telling you, if you've ever seen and you can watch just the first season of The Wire. I mean, the whole series is great, but season one of The Wire might be one of the greatest seasons of television of all time. I mean, it is just so brilliantly done. And Omar Little, who was uh, portrayed by Michael K. Williams, I just did a short on him because uh, it was we were on the anniversary of the day he passed away. He passed away about a year ago. And yeah. he was the one that had the scar that came from his forehead down to his cheek. And he got that in a fight. And 
the positive side of that was it really led to his career because he was trying to get roles and he was booking roles as a backup dancer in music videos. Now all of a sudden he has the scar. It kind of gives him a grittier, more yeah. hardened look. And now he's booking roles in, you know, in major projects where Tupac yeah. hand selected him for his role in Bullet because of how, like, just the way he was. And he was chalky yeah. white in Boardwalk Empire. And I, the joke that I did in the short was that his greatest role of all time was Dr. Marshall Kane on Community, where he plays a biology teacher for like two, two or three episodes. I don't know that. I don't know that one. I'm sorry. I know, and I don't think I don't think a lot of people do. But that was the joke. And at the end, I'm like, yeah, like I'm joking. Like he was Omar Little and Chalky White for crying out loud. Right. But I mean, so like that was one of the main ones. Uh, Bill Haverchuk for Freaks and Geeks. He's played by Martin Starr. If you've never seen Freaks and Geeks, it's just one season. It's brilliantly done, and it's where a lot of the people we know now got their start. Mm-hmm. Seth Rogen was yeah. in it. Um, Linda Cardellini was in it as well. Jason Siegel. Jason Siegel was in it. Yeah. Uh, James Franco was in it. So I highly recommend checking that out. But he was just so brilliant in that role as Bill Haverchuk because he was one of the geeks, like with the big old thick glasses. There's one scene, if I just need a good chuckle, it's where him and his two friends, they're in the kitchen and they have all of the crap from the cupboards in the fridge on the kitchen table. And he's like, for five bucks, you can make a drink and I will drink it. And they're like, anything we put in there, he goes, yeah, anything. He's like, it can't be toxic. It can't be soap or detergent or anything like that. But anything you put in there. So they put a mask on him and they just start throwing things in a blender and they get him to drink it. And it's just so, it's so funny, man. And I would love to meet Martin (laughs) Starr. That guy's a brilliant actor. And then the last one here was just Al Swearingen on Deadwood. If you've ever seen Deadwood, you know exactly what I'm talking about. So. See, that this is my problem. I haven't seen all three of those shows, so I can't comment. They probably are better than mine. I just remember when I was thinking about Kramer that everyone knows Kramer. There isn't a person that's like, like for example, I just said I haven't seen those shows. I don't know if I could ever find someone that's like, no, nah, I don't. I never. I, I grew up in the '90s, and I don't know who that is. Didn't it's interesting. I was just thinking too because I found some lists that had sort of the the greatest TV characters of all time on it, uh, and like Peggy Olson from Mad Men made the list, and uh, Elizabeth Jennings from The Americans made the list. And I was starting starting to think about it. I'm like, I didn't have a female on my list, but the second I thought about that, one popped into my head, and it's Lucille Bluth from Arrested Development, played by Jessica Walter. Oh, my God. She was so effing good, man. She (laughs) was so brilliant in that show. It was amazing, but we'll leave it. We'll leave it at so that. I, you got I have, can, I have one, can I have one question before we get to the five fast questions? Absolutely. So it's going to be six questions. When in Saturday morning cartoons, the Smurfs, yeah. did you watch it? Yeah. Did it ever occur to you that it was weird? One giant or just gang bang? strange? What? There was only one girl. I mean, what's going on there? Thank you. Thank you. I thought I was going crazy when I was one. I'm like... Why did it? But when I was a kid, it never occurred to me to go like, no. why is there only one girl and why isn't this causing problems? I looked it up. Do you know what happened? Do you know how how Smurf uh, Smurfette was made? I, I think I've heard the story. My only concern as a kid, obviously, it wasn't the fact there was only one girl. Mine was why this guy wanted to eat these blue things running through the forest. Like, yeah. How does he that, know what ne- they taste like? 
Why does he want to eat things like that anyway? Doesn't he worry about toxicity? Never comes up. No but the thing that I found fascinating, the thing that I found fascinating was you never quest. I never questioned really that there was only one girl. And I stopped watching Smurfs by the time I hit puberty. But the reason that I looked this up, tell me in the comments if I'm wrong. Originally, as I think it was in the uh, uh, comic book, it was all boys club. It was all boys out in the forest being messy and dirty and fucking climbing trees and shit. And Gargamel created his own shitty Smurf, like a Smurf that was like 50% Smurf and kind of like he tried to make one up and it didn't really work. But he said, I'll create a female Smurf and put it in the middle of their club specifically to divide them. And then they will be divide and conquer and I'll be able to get them. So he literally used the female to 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 create anarchy within because it was like that's what a woman and in my head I'm thinking when you when you introduce that concept to kids, it's so bad to be like just you want to fuck a situation up just put a girl in there and watch your girl destroy your life. Well, and then boys. stop and think about some of the names where it's like oh there's Handy Smurf I wonder what he's doing to her over there and don't worry about Papa Smurf she calls him Daddy like oh I know you're welcome I know welcome. right it's fucked up. It's okay. Let's move on. Now that's in your head too. You're welcome. Like and subscribe. It's, Tell us in the comments. It's a Time giant for a, Smurf fuck fest. It's a fucking yeah. It's a smorgy. A smorgy. All right, it's time for five. Everyone's eating some s'mores. Oh my god. All right, are you ready? Are you prepared? Are you gonna get through these? I'm not ready. I'm, right. I'm, I'm. The question is, are you ready? Here we go. You ready? All right, it is time for five fast questions. Jim, you've got the questions. I've got the answers. Fire right away, sir. One, what TV series isn't worth finishing? Game of Thrones. Two, what type of person can you not stand? Liars. Three, what video game do you consider a masterpiece? Red Dead Redemption 2. Four, what song is stuck in your head right now? Headsprung by LL Cool J. Five, what is something that gets an unnecessary amount of hate? Nickelback. And that is five fast questions. I wonder, honestly, if I had flipped those two questions and said, what is something that gets an unnecessary amount of hate? And then what song stuck in your head? The song stuck in your head would have been, look at this phone around. Yeah, yeah. I'm through with standing in lines and like, blah, 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 like, like, like yeah. they do. We can start with this. We normally we go through all five questions. But we'll start with the Nickelback one because it's right there yeah. on the on the, the tip, uh, tip of our tongues. Um, but yeah, they've. I never quite understood the the hate. I mean, I kind of did. I know exactly because the songs I'll tell you were. Why. Oh, go ahead. I know exactly why everyone hated him. It's so simple. Everyone hated Nickelback for one reason: they hate us because they ain't us. That's it. You Who's can say anus? what you want. Every, no, they hate us because they ain't us. Oh. Fucking. Uh, oh. See, I took it from. Well, uh, by the way, I was trying to take it from the film that was made by two of the guys from Freaks and Geeks and tie it in, and then you uh, ruined it. Because that, uh, that can't. Yeah. <clears throat> no, well, they I hate know. us because they ain't us. I mean, it, it, now it, all I hear is anus. anus. Now everyone's just going to hear fucking anus. The, ha okay, the, the heinous. <laughs> um, I mean, yeah, I understand. It, it happens with everybody. When you reach the top, then people start to hate you. Like when Metallica made it, you know, really, really big. 
um, like there's people who don't like the Black Album because it was like, oh, now they're going to commercial in like the Unforgiven. Oh my God, these songs are terrible. And like when Fuel came out and all that stuff on Load and Reload, and that's when the hate would kind of start with them. But they 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 survived the storm. I mean, they're they're still one of the like arguably not only one of the best rock acts out there, but they have you know nonstop fans. Um, but you see this; it happened. You saw this happen with like Tom Brady. You know, he kept winning, and then everybody yeah. started to hate on him. Uh, it's what yeah. happens with the New York Yankees when they would you know be on top of the world. Somehow, it still happens with the Dallas Cowboys, even though they haven't really won anything in twenty five years. Um, I could if- talk. Uh, I could talk about Nickelback and this part for ages because I toured with them, and I know, and I know that it it didn't bug them, but it used to. But it, 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 that's actually not true. It did bug them. It bugged them. It didn't upset them. But it was like, man, what the fuck? Like we're doing what we do. We're doing what we always did. We're crushing it. We're selling all these records. People love our songs. Why do these people that would they 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 actively hate on us? And they just wanted to be taken seriously as a band as much as they took seriously Dude, their work. They shred thought, live, man. They're amazing live. And they're not like they're the problem is this is the thing. You can't find fault with Nickelback really. You can't. Because they're great songs, really well produced, shred live, really nice guys. Never had a controversy where like I mean there's not so like, well, but it's not very rock and roll. What great songs sound good all the time about everything that everyone wants to hear about all the time. You never you never release a dud, there's nothing, and then you never have a car accident or fucking go to rehab. Like, come on. Like what where's the rock and roll? Could somebody get it's addicted like to Coke, man. please? Jesus. Yeah, exactly. And so and I remember they were so nice to us on tour. They gave us the they gave gifts to every single member of the tour and they were Bose now noise canceling Bose headphones. They're like 250 bucks each. Every single person. Like there's like 300 people all together on that tour. The guy who ran the secondary accounting got a pair of Bose headphones. Like they were really that's, fucking nice. That's Nickelback money, baby. Yeah. And and I remember when um I mean think about it. There's two things that I that I love. The first single, which was um, How You Remind Me, on the second album, the first single they dropped from the second album is a carbon copy. You can put them both next to each other and people hated this. There were YouTube videos. It's the same tempo, same breaks, the verse is the same length, the little breakdown chorus is the same length, it's the same. And and they were like, oh my God, they just write the same song over again, they just did. And Chad was like, yeah. Yeah, everyone loved that last song. Why would I fuck my own shit up? Like, I'll just do it again. That's what you want. And oh, what? It was a massive hit with Shakara. And he did it and they hated him for it because he was like, yeah, I gave people what they fucking wanted and you hate me. And then when Corey Taylor went on a fucking, and I love Corey Taylor, but he went on a, uh, he said some shit about Nickelback doing the whole heinous, and it was like, well, oh no, we have why? a legacy. Do you know legacy why though? With the... No, I don't know exactly why. They were on, why. The, they were on the same label. And and he felt like Nickelback was getting more of the um, the attention, and they were getting more yeah. of the backing, and they didn't. He didn't yeah. feel like he was getting their fair share. Right. And do you know what Chad's response was? Tough shit. Write a hit song. No, his exact words were, "Write some hits." Oh yeah. And I and I was like, it's exactly what you said. He was like, "Yeah, write some hits." Like. He didn't give a fuck. Now, what's more rock and roll than that? So fuck everyone. Love you, Corey. You're amazing. But for everyone else who's like, yeah, like, oh, they're not rock and roll enough. Dude, fucking, they got, they got fuck you in the ass money. They don't just have fuck you money. And they're money. coming They've back. Got, like, they yeah, just, they just dropped, a, they just dropped a new single, man. I got, did you know I, they wished me happy birthday one time? What'd they do? 
They wish they just send a text that said happy birthday. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> That's how close I've been to Nickelback. I was there because it was when I was in Florida, and uh, my old boss Kevin, he knows them pretty well. Um, through you know, since knowing them like way back when they first released, I think Silverside was Silverside up their first album, or was that their second one? It's it was go go back to uh, Leader of Men, which is a song that I love, um, and then. Uh, so he's known them, and so they were all they were in town in Florida. They were all hanging out the night before the show, and Kevin just shoots me a text. He's like, "Hey, the guys from Nickelback say uh, happy birthday, man." And in nice. the back of my mind, I'm like, "So cool!" And then after five minutes, I'm like, "Did they really like? That's is he bullshitting yeah. me? I think he no, did. They, uh, no, I but I'd imagine, rather believe they did. No, they would have." No, they. I can. I can attest. They would have. They're the type of band that would have actually said something like that. Yeah. So, they, so I mean, back to the question. It's them. un. It's unnecessary hate on them. Like that Facebook thing where it was like, "Hey, vote for this pickle," so it has more than Nickelback, and it's like, "Oh yeah, Pickleback." Get, like, grow the fuck Forgot up. Well, because there's bands yeah. that get this. Like, even like Imagine Dragons is kind of going through this right now, where all of a sudden people are like, "Oh, Imagine Dragons sucks." Weren't you just buying their albums? Weren't you just listening to their shit? Like, what changed? Yeah. Other than the fact they got super yeah. successful for making kind of poppy-ish songs. No, it, really it, quick, it happens. Really quick, another thing that I think caused sort of the Nickelback... Ooh, the Nickel Backlash. Ooh, I like that. I just, I'll coin that. I like that. Um, it was the fact that you could hear them on every radio station. You would hear yeah. them on the rock station, but you would also hear them on the Top 40 station. You would hear them on all different formats... And when that happens, it's like, oh, so they're just kind of trying to cater to everyone now. And it's like, well, no, they're just making good music that 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 yeah. can be played and, on all of this. And I love I love people that are like, oh, my God, they're on every format. I just can't get away from Nickelback. Sure, you can buy some music, yeah. buy something instead of fucking oh, go to switch radio stations and I'm or go listen to a hip hop station. I'm, I guarantee you they're not playing Nickelback. Yeah, then that would be funny. I was going to say if, country, if but I was like, oh, I think they made that it actually would work. Yeah. yeah. All right, really quick here. We got these other four questions. Let's go back to the top here. Going back to one, what TV series isn't worth finishing? It's Game of Thrones, man. That thing was such a turd at the end. Oh, my God. I wasted so I, many of my life hours on that piece of shit. I haven't finished Game of Thrones. Don't. Probably because it just started don't. to wind down into don't. nothingness. But it was, it was hyped, wasn't it? Don't. Don't finish it. Do you want me to ruin it for you? I'll ruin it for you right fucking now. No, it's fucking don't stupid. ruin it for me. Let it me is guess. Everyone fucking dies, stupid. Right? No, not yeah. everybody dies. There's all these storylines that they start and then they never fucking finish. Oh, that's fucked, isn't it? Is, was everyone pissed off about it? Everyone yeah. that followed Game of Thrones? Yeah. yeah. Jon okay, Snow. Oh, Lost? you want me to tell you about Jon Snow? One fucking let me tell you about <laughs> that shit. Oh, the See, fact that he's related to this guy gets, suddenly doesn't fucking mean But I'm the one that gets so angry. I'm the fucking. one that gets all upset about shit. Fucking, what about Lost? Because Lost this, is still born. It's because this is worth getting angry about. This matters. <laughs> yeah, this matters, yeah. I never saw what Lost. I would have said Lost if if uh, I had actually if seen it. If it wasn't for Game of Thrones. What time of person can you not stand? Liars, man. Fucking liars. I don't understand. Li I don't get the point. <laughs> like, I don't. Okay. If you can't be honest, who cares? So if you catch your kid lying, which happens, what do All you do? All the time. She gets punished. Yeah. No, but do you come down like harder on lying depends than on the normal si things? It depends on the lie. Um, right. It, you know, it, just, it, it depends on the lie. It depends on what um, happened because of the lie. Um, right. You know, if, if something major happened around the house and then she's like, well, no, I didn't do that. And we're like, bullshit. I watched you do it. 
So yeah. the other thing too is that when you keep backing a lie or you keep repeating the lie, that's a big one too. Like I'll catch her doing something, yeah, and then I'll be like, hey, so so what happened here? And then she lies. I'm like, I can tell you that's not the truth. So yeah. I would highly recommend letting me know the truth now. And she would stick to the lie. And I'm like, there's yeah. two strikes, man. I go, you're just yeah. that that bedtime's getting earlier and earlier, man. No, I just I love it when it's like my kids will the their one is they they like to not get they like to get away with not brushing their teeth. So I'm like, right before bed, have you done your teeth? Yeah. And I got um, habit is they breathe in my face and I can tell. Yeah. And I'm like, have you brushed your teeth? Yeah. And I put my face down and then they hesitate. And I'm like, do you want to do this again? Do you really want to fucking rock? <laughs> like, do you want to talk about it? And then like, like how many times are you going to think you can get this over them? And they, and they, they just, they did that thing where they're like. Yep. Yep. That fucking thing. Fucking yeah. exactly, man. Exactly. But there's a part of me that's like, one day I'm going to say, did you brush your teeth? They're going to pause and I'm going to go, don't fucking lie to me. You <laughs> fucking lose it. Yeah. What video game? Oh no! What? Yeah. What video game do you consider to be a masterpiece? Oh my God! Red Dead Redemption Two. Holy crap! Like front to back, I finished that uh, on my live streams. I even restarted it again because there's so many things that happen differently based on the timeline, and it's just yeah. it is. I mean, it, it truly. Now, granted, there's a lot of other masterpieces out there, but that one for me, that's the one that means a lot. And the song you said was stuck in your head right now was LL Cool J. They call me Big Belly, Big Silly, Big Money, Big Belly. It's on my workout playlist. What's up? That's what for some reason that's like two weeks in a row where I'm getting a lot of. It's like my my workout playlist. Next week it'll probably be Hate Breed. Hate Breed's good workout music, dude. How did I forget the name of the song? But it's the one where it starts out with. Now is the time for me to rise to my feet, wipe the spit from yeah. my face, wipe the tears from my eyes. Yeah. Fuck! Now is the time to rise! I'm going to look it up. Yeah. Dude, I remember the first time I saw Hatebreed. The, the drummer... The, I will um, be heard. The, See, was, if I got to the fucking I will chorus... Be I the will The drummer burn. who was dehydrated, right? The drummer who... Remember I told you about the drummer in my band that was dehydrated? <laughs> for anyone that doesn't know, go back and listen to Rockstar 101. He was a Hatebreed fan and we were playing the big day out and Hatebreed was headlining the side stage that we played on. And he was like, he, he was, he was, he was so just hot for him. He was like, oh my God, they're going to be, this was like a prog metal drummer that was ripped and fucking like, yeah, let's, let's fucking take down challenges. And then Hatebreed plays like, oh my God, it's going to be Hatebreed. They're going to be here. We're going to be backstage. And he was such a little bitch about it. <laughs> and then they started playing. And I remember I, the, I, the singer went, now is the time. And then he put the mic out and the whole fucking crowd went, blah, blah, whatever the words are. Blah, For blah, me to rise and I was to like, my Dude, face. There's no, there's the no melody. From my face. There's the no fucking. From my like, that is some dedication. That's some dedication for a band. Of, you got no melodies, no hooks of any oh. kind. And the whole crowd just went. Boom, and I was like, fuck. And then they dropped into it, and it was dope. No, the fucking really cool. the, the part of that song, too, is like, I will be. And then it fucking heard like that during that song. Yeah. Fuck, man. Yeah. Gotta, that's a good thing. To, that's a good way to wrap up this remix edition. Oh, by the way, the Walter White hat is a pork pie hat. I looked that up as that's, well. That's what it's called. That's what it I is. knew it, too. I, for some hat. reason, I was thinking it started with a B, but no, it's a pork pie hat. So, anyway, so Shim yeah. and I are going to wrap things up. Make sure you guys are checking out our socials. They're uh, really. 
doing very well, actually. Um, our YouTube channels are doing really well. Everything else. So if you guys can do that for us, please. I'm at the Real Brandalorian on pretty much every social media except TikTok. That's uh, Goat the Brandalorian is where you can find me on TikTok. You can find him. It is either at Shim Moore or at Shim, uh, or it's at, on YouTube. It's actually Shimon Moore is where you can find yeah. him. So make sure you guys are liking that stuff. If you're here watching it on our YouTubes down below, make sure you're clicking like and all that fun stuff coming up next week. All that fun stuff. We're going to be uh, talking about um, chocolate starfish and hot dog flavored water. That's going to be part two yeah! on that one. And I'm telling you, I'm telling you right now, and this is going to this is going to be how I lead the next episode um, about this is going to be part two of chocolate starfish. We're going to jump into Ozfest after that. That's going to be so much fun, dude. It's I'm yeah. telling you, it's going to be a fucking blast. But we got to wrap this awesome. one up. So on that note, All right. his name is Shim. He is the His rock name is star. Brandon. He is the DJ. Class dismissed. See you next time. Peace out. <laughs>